to become part of the church on the basis of membership. And also, if you're not in a home group, we give you that opportunity. But let me first of all say there's a scripture in Psalms 122, and it reads, I was glad when they said to me, let us go into the house of the Lord. I'm glad this morning. Zelda and I are glad this morning that we're back home with our family. We, if you're a believer, you're part of the family of God, but this is our family here. And a few weeks ago, I really had a revelation in my heart about it. I thought, you know, sometimes we think we're doing God a favor by belonging. Now, let me tell you, when you're in the family of God and you're in this church, there are people that will pray with you and for you. There are people that will minister to the best of their ability to meet your needs. This is where we do baby dedications. This is where we do weddings. This is where we do celebrations of funerals. This is where we minister continually on a daily basis in over 400 events a week. What a privilege to know that when I was having my burst heart, there were people praying. There were people that were genuinely concerned, people that were filled with compassion and to intercede on my behalf. What a privilege to know that we can go to our peers, that we can go to our people that we are fellowshipping with in times of trouble, in times of tests and trials, and have them give us counsel, have them speak into our lives, have them encourage us. Now, it's God's idea, the local church. And the, the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. I'm telling you, the church is going to grow from strength to strength to strength to strength. And so this morning, if you've been here for a period of time to know that God has planted you in this vineyard, this is where God wants you to be, we require you to do something outwardly. I mean, if someone came to me and said, you know, I'm so in love with this girl. Oh, I love her, I love her, I love her. And we've been together for 10 years, but we're not married. But I love her, I love her, I love her. Well, then you'll say to her, but if you love her, why don't you put that ring on the finger. No ringy, no dingy. <laughs> Amen. So now if you are part of this church, you have to act on that by filling in a membership form. Now if you're here this morning, and that's you, raise your hand please, and the hosts will get you a form to fill in to become part of outwardly what God has done inwardly. And that helps us to know what our commitment has to be to this part of the family. We have family all over the world, but this part of the family is a priority for us. So please take a form, fill it in, and hand it in as soon as you can. Then secondly, as you've seen, I'm not gonna uh, duplicate this morning what you've seen on the television, but home groups are incredibly important for you to have people to pray with, to have relationships with, and to be part of. So if you're not in a home group, we have one near you, or we'll even establish one for you, if that's, uh, that's how important we see it. So would you please raise your hand if that's you this morning. We'll give you a home group voucher, or uh, uh, what do you call it? I don't know, whatever it's called. A what? 
an application form. Okay. All right. Just keep your hand up high and I'll see to it that you get that. Thank you. These are very necessary things to do. Very necessary when there's crisis to know where to go and to who you have relationship with. Very important. I'm speaking on the subject of the life of prayer. This is part three. We're talking on the various kinds of prayer. We'll get into other things as we go along and we'll look at the love walk that's connected to intercessory prayer. We'll look at bitterness and unforgiveness as a hindrance, all these different things later on. But at the moment, we're discussing the different kinds of prayer. You see, there are different kinds of sport that require different kinds of rules. And it's important to notice that if you're playing rugby, you better understand the rules of rugby. Or if you're under playing soccer, you better understand you can't pick the ball up. And if you pick the ball up and ran off with the soccer ball, they'll make you run into the change room and then home. In Ephesians 6 and verse 18 is our text. Pray at all times. Now get the tapes if you weren't here because I can't keep repeating things then we run out of time. Pray at all times on every occasion and in every season. In the spirit. With all manner of prayer or all manner of kinds of prayer. And entreaty to the end, keep alert, watch with strong purpose and perseverance. Interceding in behalf of all the saints, God's consecrated people. So the first prayer that I'm going to be talking about this morning, number one, is the prayer of consecration and dedication. This is a prayer that you release to God on the basis of God revealing your destiny and purposes to life. Revealing that which God requires of you in your destiny of life. And so, this is the prayer of surrender. You see, I can't get the prayer of faith and the prayer of dedication and consecration mixed up. I can't come along and I can say, God, I just thank you right now. I believe that I receive Honolulu, Hawaii. What I gotta do is say, Lord, thy will be done. Not mine, thine. Where do you want me to be? What is your will for my life? Where have you called me to, 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 to live? Where have you planted me? That's the prayer of consecration and dedication. That's why I said this morning, if you believe God's planted you in this church, then make that commitment to be a member of this church. And you need to establish that. And so it's a prayer of consecration and dedication. In Luke 22, 41 to 42, it reads, he was withdrawn from them about a stone's throw. He knelt down and he prayed, saying, Father, if it is your will, take this cup away from me. 
Nevertheless, not my will be done, but yours be done. And so you need to pray this prayer continually in your life that is concerning your destiny. You need to be praying at times, Lord, what is your will? In whether do you want me to go to university? Do you want me to go here to, to, to take a job? You can pray, Lord, not my will, but thy will be done. And here's Jesus, a stone's throw away from where the disciples are. They're sleeping. He's praying. And what he's saying here, it's here, read it. He says here, Father, if it is your will, take this cup away from me. Do you know there are times when you pray a prayer that you hope that the prayer you're praying will not end up the way that God wants it to be. I'll never forget one morning in Tulsa, Oklahoma, Bob Yandian's church, standing there, and I'm ready to remain in America, I'm ready to stay in America, I'm ready to be part of the ministry in America, and the Lord drops into my heart, I want you to go back to South Africa and plant a church. Went home that day and I said, Lord, okay, not my will. I'd be quite happy to remain here, but thy will be done. And out of that came forth prophecy that was connected to my destiny. But I thank God I got to the place where God planted me. I have been in that position for over 35 years. Amen. Now, in your destiny comes protection. In your destiny comes healing. In your destiny comes blessing. You see, if you're doing what God's called you to do, it's blessed already. And so it is important that you realize that we need to go before God at times when we don't know what God's will is for a circumstance or situation and surrender it to him. You see, God is in control over everything but he's given you a freedom of choice to choose. So get into the place of where you called and God will take care of everything. Get out of God's will, you'll find yourself out of that protection. Ephesians 6 verse six reads, not with eye service as men pleases, but as bond servants of Christ, doing the will of God from the heart doing the will of God from the heart. My question is this morning, are you doing the will of God from your heart? Follow your heart. Listen to your heart, the spirit man, the spirit. Follow that which is inside you. You see, God wouldn't give me a voice that I've got when I sing to be a singer. He wouldn't punish me and you. <laughs> so I know in my heart, I'm called to preach. That's my calling and I need to be satisfied in that, I need to be fulfilled in that, and I need to be excited in that. 
But God's not gonna place a desire in your heart that you do not want at all. So if God's placed a gift in your life, you seek God on how to develop and reach the full potential of that gift. Exodus 32, 29, Moses said, consecrate yourselves today to the Lord that he may bestow on you a blessing this day. For every man has opposed his son and his brother. Consecrate, he says, yourselves today to the Lord. And how many of you said amen? Amen. Now, I know we want blessings today. I know we'd like a new motor car. I know we'd like to fly in a nice plane. I know we'd like to have some nice finances to go, nice holiday in December. But let me tell you, I'm showing you how to get the blessings of God this morning. I'm showing you how to get to the place that God has blessed you with every spiritual blessing in heavenly places. In Colossians 1 verses 9, To 13, for this reason we also, since the day we heard it, do not cease to pray for you, to ask that you may be filled with the knowledge of his will in all wisdom and spiritual understanding. That's a prayer of consecration and dedication. Paul's praying for the believers that they might be filled with the knowledge of his will in all wisdom in all understanding. Why? Because he says here, you'll have a walk worthy of the Lord, fully pleasing him, being fruitful in every good work and increasing in the knowledge of God, strengthened with all might according to his glorious power for all patience and long-suffering with joy, giving thanks to the Father. Now you'll see in many places in the word of God, whenever it comes to prayer, you'll see that the highest form of prayer is worship. You should have 80% of your prayer life is worship. I give you thanks, Lord. I worship you, my King of kings and my Lord of lords. And so he says here, Strength with all might according to his glorious power for all the patience and long-suffering with joy, giving thanks to the Father who has qualified us to be partakers of the inheritance of the saints in the light. He has delivered us from the power of darkness and conveyed us into the kingdom of the Son of his love. Then secondly, the prayer of supplication. That means to plea, to appeal, to petition. I know in my own life I've been in places, and you have as well, where all you can do is cry out to him. Jesus, please Jesus, have mercy Jesus, have mercy on me. A prayer of, a prayer of supplication. prayer of pleading. You're not begging. You're crying out to God. And there are times you cry out to God 
on behalf of others. Now we'll get into the prayer of intercession, but let me tell you this. Prayer has to be based in love. Otherwise you will not pray for others with compassion. I hope you got that. Philippians chapter four, verse six. Be anxious for nothing, but in everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving. Let your requests be made known unto God. Psalms 143:10. teach me to do your will for you are my God. Your spirit is good. Lead me in the land of uprightness. A great illustration of this kind of prayer is found with blind Bartimaeus. In Mark chapter 10, verses 46 to 52. When they came to Jericho, as he went out of Jericho with his disciples and a great multitude, blind Bartimaeus, the son of Timaeus, sat by the road begging. When he heard that it was Jesus of Nazareth, he began to cry out. He began to cry out. You know, sometimes people need to get desperate enough just to cry out to God and say, God, please, have mercy, Jesus. Have mercy. That's where groanings in the Spirit come. There are times when you're praying in the Holy Spirit and all of a sudden you'll have a burden for somebody else and it'll become like a groan. There are times that you'll just start praying for one of your family, interceding on their behalf, and at that time you're doing that and praying that something is avoided in destroying them. He went out of Jericho with his disciples and a great multitude. Blind Bartimaeus, the son of Timaeus, sat by the road begging, and when he heard that it was Jesus of Nazareth, now, he must have heard good things about Jesus. He must have heard how God took Jesus and how God was doing good and healing all that were oppressed of the devil in Acts 10, 38. He must have heard about Luke 4, 18, that God has anointed him to preach, to heal, to deliver. He must have heard the right things about Jesus because here he is, blind, sitting on the side of the road. And when he heard that it was Jesus of Nazareth, he began to cry out and say, Jesus, son of David, have mercy on me. Then many warned him to be quiet. Isn't that interesting? Sometimes people don't want you to get to the place that you need to get to with God. But I'll tell you, when you're at a place where you don't care what anybody else thinks, you're going to get his attention. You're at a good place. Jesus, son of David, have mercy on me. Then many warned him to be quiet, but he cried out all the more. Son of David, have mercy on me. And so Jesus stood still. He got the attention of Jesus. 
I want you this morning at the end of this service, we're going to pray for a few minutes. That's why we'll end a few minutes early because God confirms his word. And I believe there's another one more area I'm going to talk about is how to pray for the people that are lost. And we're going to pray this morning to get the attention of Jesus. Whatever you might be going through, whatever you might be experiencing, whatever the enemy might be coming against you with, we're going to pray this morning. We're going to pray for our families this morning. We're going to pray for our parents and our children this morning and our grandchildren, some of us. They told him to be quiet, but he cried out all the more, Son of David, have mercy on me. He got the attention of Jesus. Jesus stood still and commanded him to be called. Then they called him. They called the blind man saying to him, be of good cheer, rise, he is calling you. It's amazing how the attitudes change when Jesus <laughs> is the, the motive behind it. Rise, he's calling you and throwing aside his garment. This is interesting. Those days, if you were blind, you wore a certain garment that signified your blindness. He took his coat and he threw blindness off. Wow, I pray you'll just throw some of those things off today. Hallelujah. Just throw them off today. Just throw them off today. And he comes to Jesus and Jesus answered and said to him, what do you want me to do for you? And I'm glad he never said, Jesus, what are you talking about here? Can't you see that I'm blind? I haven't been crying out to you to have mercy on me because I've got a sore toe. I'm blind. But thank God, Jesus wanted him to say, Rabboni, that I may receive my sight. You can be significant. You can be accurate in your prayer. Then Jesus said to him, go your way, your faith. Your faith has made you well. You see, if he never cried out to Jesus, Jesus would have walked by. That's an incredible thought. If he never got Jesus' attention, Jesus would have continued on his way. Immediately he received his sight and followed Jesus on the road. Now before we start praying this morning, I wanted to just cover and clarify and we'll see it more when we come to the prayer of intercession. But what is the right way to pray for people that are unbelieving people that you work with, people that are part of your family, your children, 
to get saved, to get born again. Well, in, it reads in uh, four, first of Corinthians, 2 Corinthians chapter 4, and verse, verse 3 reads, But even if our gospel is veiled, it is veiled to those who are perishing. So he says, the people that are unsaved and are perishing, they have a veil. Have you ever been around people and you can sense the presence of God, you can sense God's moving, you can sense God's touching. You can see God moving even when they can't even recognize it. But it's like they have a veil. Now verse four says, whose minds the God of this age has blinded. Satan is the God of this age. And he has blinded the minds of people. Those who do not believe, lest the light of the gospel of the glory of Christ, who is the image of God, should shine on them. So the first thing we need to do is to begin to take authority over the God of this age in their life. And say, Lord, I pray that the light of the gospel will shine upon them. Then it goes on and it says in Psalms that the angels hearken to the word of God. So you can send forth the angels to minister to them and then pray for people that they can relate to will go and minister to them salvation. And it's amazing the results you're gonna get in the next few weeks. I felt this week very strongly that some of you have been praying and praying and praying, but you haven't been binding the God of this age who's blinded their minds. And Father, we take authority over our families' minds that have been blinded, over those, Father, that we cry out to you for salvation for, that, Father, you'll send forth people to minister to them, that, Father God, that we'll pray and stand in the gap for them. And, Lord, we thank you that they will be loosed and that glorious light of the gospel will shine in their lives and upon their lives. And we take authority over Satan in this area. And we bind you in the name of Jesus. And Father, we pray whichever way and in any way and how you do it, Father, that they'll come to know you as Lord. They'll come to know you as Savior. Father, our children that may be rebelling at this time, those that, Father, that have turned their back and walked away from that which they're known, we pray for them today. We pray for them. We pray for them. Just to pray, start praying in the spirit right now. Stand if you want to right now. Just stand if you want to. Start to pray. We worship you, God. Have mercy, Father. Have mercy on us, my Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus.
Thank you, Father. Yes, Jesus. We pray for our children that thy will be done, my God, in their lives, Father. Father, they'll surrender to you. Pray for our parents. Our grandchildren. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. And I'm reminded of a story. Uh, Tom Ingalls was a worship leader with us for many years. He now lives in Australia, pastoring a church there. But he wasn't saved. But the husband and wife that were downstairs of where they were staying were Christians. And he'd hear them praying in the spirit. He had no idea what it was. He thought they were a little bit crazy, these people. Praying and interceding. And then one day he received the Lord. He got saved. And he was so excited. And he thought, you know what? The first thing I'm going to do is I'm going to run home. I'm going downstairs to that couple. He knocked on the door. And the wife came to the door. And he said her name, and he said, I've got great news. I've been born again. And she turned to her husband, she said, cross Tom Ingalls off the list. <laughs> now listen, we're not gonna let the devil take our children. We're not letting the enemy deceive them. They're not gonna walk around with minds that are blinded. We're not gonna let our families go to hell. We are going to stand in the gap. Now raise your hands and start to pray with fervor. Start to thank him with fervor. We give thanks for it today, Father. We give thanks. We give thanks for it, Father. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. this morning there's some of you out there that you really need to seal this prayer of consecration and dedication I want you to come down from where you are come down to the front kneel stand but make that commitment today maybe you've been double-minded maybe you've been vacillating maybe you're at a place where you've got one foot in and one foot out come down this morning and make that prayer a prayer of consecration and dedication. You're tired of living in a lukewarm place. You're tired of serving God one day and then walking away the next. 
And the rest of you, you just worship God, keep praying, don't worry about it. But if you need to be down here, come, 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 come. The prayer of consecration and dedication. coming back to the heart of worship some of you have lost that zeal that compassion and that passion to worship him in spirit and in truth to worship him in prayer to worship him as a lifestyle make that commitment today that you're going to consecrate your life in worshiping him that your heart will be joined to his heart Thank you, Jesus. It's all about you, Jesus. I'm coming back to the heart of words. It's all about you. And it's all about you. It's all about you, Jesus. I'm sorry, Lord, for the things I've made. It's all about you. It's all about you. Yes, it is. It's all about you. I'm coming back to the heart of worship. I'm coming back to the heart of worship. It's all about you. It's all about you. It's all about you, Jesus. I'm sorry, Lord, for Father, we thank you for healing, healing of the soul, healing of physical bodies, healing today from past bad experiences, healing today concerning pain in relationships. Father, I pray right now from the top of their heads to the soles of their feet, be healed and be whole. In Jesus' name, in Jesus' name. Sing it one more time, one more time. I'm coming back to the heart of worship. I'm coming back to the heart of worship. It's all about you. And it's all about you. It's all about you, Jesus. I'm sorry, Lord. 
somebody say this week that they don't preach to make a living they preach because it's their lifestyle and I thought you know we can become professional Christians we can become people that our hearts are far from him but we can say the right things. We can pray in a wonderful way. But the issue today is this. Does your heart belong to him? Does he have your heart this morning? Now, all of you that are kneeling, I want you to stand and we'll sing one more time. Just remain standing over here. Come on, let's sing it today. I'm coming back to the heart of worship. Coming back. Coming back to the heart of worship, and it's all about you. It's all about you, Lord. It's all about you, Jesus. I'm sorry, Lord. I'm sorry, Lord, for the things I made. It's all about you. It's all about you. raise your hands just be quiet for a minute and receive from him While every head is bowed and every eye is closed today, you might be standing here this morning. There's an emptiness in your heart. If you were to die and leave this earth today, you have no idea where you would go. You might have come out of a church-going family. It's not church I'm talking about right now. It's a relationship with him. Oh, that I might know him. You see, you cannot satisfy, fulfill yourself. You have to look outside of yourself. And his name is Jesus. 
when you say, Jesus, come into my life, he comes. He'll wash you, he'll cleanse you, he'll live inside you, and you will spend eternity with him. You do the coming, he'll do the saving. An act of surrender. It's not religion. Jesus said, you must be born again. Maybe you're here today and you're one of those that did pray a prayer sometime, but over a period of months, years, days, weeks, you turned your back and walked away in the wrong direction. The wonderful thing is like the prodigal. All you need to do is to repent, turn around and come home. And he'll put that robe, that ring and those sandals on your feet. If you fit into either one of those two categories, I want you please quickly just to raise your hand and say, Pastor, that's me. Will you pray for me this morning? Come on, as I look through this congregation, just slip it up quickly, wherever you are today. This is your day. This is the day that you're going to make that prayer, a prayer of consecration. Thank you. Bless you. Bless you. Bless you. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. I want to go one more time through this congregation. Listen to your heart this morning. If that's you, quickly, please, just raise your hand up. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Now, would you look up at me, please? You that are standing, unless you raised your hand, you just remain here. The rest can go back to your seats. Thank you. If you raised your hand, I want you please to get out from where you are, bring your personal belongings with you and come down here to the front. Would you do that? Come. 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 Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. They're coming. Come on, if you need to be down here, come. Come on. Come. Come. And I also want to encourage you this morning. Don't give up. Delay is not denial. Some of you have been praying for family, for children, for people that you're associated with, you just keep on going. Just keep on believing. Just keep on receiving it. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Would you bow your head, please, and let's pray this prayer together. Say, Lord Jesus, thank you for speaking to my heart today. I now surrender my life to you. I believe that you are God the Son, that you've been raised from the dead. And I'm going to serve you, Jesus, as my Lord and as my Savior. Amen and amen. Would you